nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Nerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerdcore Podcast, a podcast that reviews movies and talks that nerd stuff. This is episode 590, and it is your review of the Grand Budapest Hotel. As always, is the Nerdy Gonna Hear the host of the show, and my wonderful co host, Brad Young Yoda. Sums up, everybody. Thought with my mouthful. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's all good, Brad. Um, but, Brad. Um, we're here to finally uh, continue on with our uh, Wes Anderson month. We're doing it again this week. And yeah, today we're, we're watching, to me, his best work. His best work yet. I, I do not disagree. And we've already, if you go back through uh, the years, we've already did a movie commentary on this movie. Yep. Available for our, for patrons on uh, Patreon. It's, what's it called? Um, yeah, it's up there already, y'all. So what's it called? Um, we did a commentary, but we were like, "Yo, we haven't done a what's it called? Um, a um, a uh, review of this bread." So we decided, "Hey, let's just go ahead and add it to this what's it called? Uh, um, to this uh, month." And yeah, I mean, it worked out because then we would have been we're missing one film, so um, it worked out. But um, yeah, Brad, uh, how are you doing today, man? Doing good. I'm doing good. I took a day off of work today. Uh. Technically, I don't get the holiday, technically, but I took PTO for it, so. Guess you got the holiday <laughs> over here, baby. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, it was you know, pretty relaxing. I just uh, watched this, watched The Idol, and yeah. um, watched a lot of Dimension 20 stuff. So it's nice. Good. Uh, but in all seriousness, of course, uh, happy Juneteenth to everybody out there. You know, what's it called? Uh, I did get the holiday, but, um, you know. We were, we were just, we're kind of backed up here. So, or else we would have just like taken tonight off, but we were, we're kind of backed up here. So we got to make sure we get to keep on track with this stuff. And plus tomorrow is going to be the only chance that Brad can watch a tangerine for Thursday because Wednesday we're doing Benedetta. Benedetta. Hmm. Yep. But uh, yeah, man, I understand. Uh, today's just been chill, man. Uh, I watched this and I watched the idol last night. Uh, I've been working on a lot of things to make our move over uh, for something that we're doing next month. So, um, you know, we're going to be doing that. But um, I'm working on all that stuff. And I was also working on some stuff here, like putting new sounds on my soundboard and stuff like that. So, you know, just uh, been just playing today. Cool. Just, yeah. I did a, a po- an episode of uh, the game record yesterday with, with Keon. That was fun. And um, we did uh, we did that. And we did a reaction to the uh, One Piece trailer for the live action series. <laughs> I no, appreciate like the hundred views though, y'all. Like I really do, mm. but that looked rough. Yeah, I agree with that sentiment. Yep. It looked pretty rough, Brad. But uh today dropped a new trailer. We got a trailer for what's it called the uh, Craven the Hunter. And I have mm. yet to watch that either. Mm. So that looked rough too. <laughs> Did you watch it? Mm, I watched about three fourths of it. Yeah. And then just man. stopped it because I got bored with it. 
Two people have already disliked our reaction to the One Piece. I guess they're mad that we don't like it. Well, you that is a whole that's big a whole fan. big fan community right there. Yeah. So that's like when we talk shit on Sonic. Yeah. Like and apparently wine. Yeah. Well, thank you all for the 150 views though. That's that's what's it called? Um it's really appreciated. And um what's it called? Um I mean, did you say it looked like dog shit? Or did were y'all nicer about it? <laughs> <laughs> It it looks rough. I mean, it kind of looks like um, oh, what the fuck, Cowboy Bebop. That's what it kind of reminded me of. It was like, like I, yeah. I mean, like I like I, Cowboy Bebop was okay. Like I kind of liked where they were going with it, but at the same time, it's really hard to bring anime to live action. Just really difficult. Yeah. But look, man, we we what's it called? Uh, we did it, and um, we'll see what's up. I'll, I'll do a Craven the Hunter trailer reaction with Keon soon. Um, I'm not really like itching to watch that right now uh, because I honestly don't care about that 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 universe or that that movie. I loved it Across the Spider Verse, and that's the only Sony property right now for Spider Man that I honestly care about. But Luis did say something that was kind of interesting to me. He said it looks better than Morbius. So that was already like, okay, well, maybe I'm going to be I mean, in this. But my issue was it was kind of looking low towards Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I mean, it's a Sony. It's a Sony Spider-Man movie. And I don't trust them. Yeah. Well, Brad, um, we'll have to we'll see that when we get to it. But um, for now, uh, if you guys have not watched the Grand Budapest Hotel, then you should probably get out of here if you care about spoilers. But if you don't care about spoilers or you've already seen the film, this is your chance to get out of here. But either way, how it goes, this is your one and only spoiler warning. And it is, in effect, in a five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> All right, man. I've got to read. So. Let me go ahead and get on that. The Grand Budapest Hotel is a 2014 comedy drama film written... Wait, Brad. I didn't choose this one. What the fuck? Did I? Did I just... Wait. I, I chose last week's... I made it. Just read. Okay, whatever. The Grand Budapest Hotel is a 2014 comedy drama film written and directed by Wes Anderson. Ralph Fiennes leads a uh, a direct a, a certain teen actor ensemble cast as Monsieur Gustave H, famed concierge at a of a 20th century mountainside resort in the fictional Eastern European country of Zubrovka. When Gustave is framed for the murder of a wet, wealthy dowager, played by Tilda Swinton. He and his recently befriended protege Zero, played by Tony Ravalori, embark on a quest for fortune and a priceless Renaissance painting amidst the backdrop of an enroaching fascist regime. Anderson's American Empirical Pictures produced the film in association with Studio Babelsberg, Fox Searchlight Pictures, and Indian paintbrushes Scott Rudin and Stephen Rails. Fox Searchlight supervised the commercial distribution and the Grand Budapest Hotel's funding was sourced through Indian paintbrush and German government-funded tax rebates. 
Anderson and longtime collaborator Hugh, uh, Hugo Guinness conceived the Grand Budapest Hotel as a fragmented tale following a character inspired by a common friend. They struggled. Uh, they initially struggled in their brainstorming, but the experience touring Europe and researching the literature of Australian novelist Stevan Zweig uh, shaped their vision for the film. The Grand Budapest Hotel draws visually from Europe's set mid-century Hollywood films and the United States Library of Congress's photochrom print collection of Alpine resorts. Filming took place in Eastern Germany from January to March 2013. French composer Alexandre, Alexandre Desplat composed the symphonic Russian folk-inspired score, which expanded on his early work with Anderson. The film explores themes of fascism, nostalgia, friendship, and loyalty. And further studies analyze the function of color as an important storytelling device. Huh. The Grand Budapest Hotel premiered in competition at the 64th Berlin International Film Festival on February 6, 2014. The French, the, the French theatrical release on February 26 uh, preceded the film's global rollout, followed by releases in, Jan in Germany, North America, and the United Kingdom, United Kingdom, on March 6th through 7th, the Grand Budapest Hotel received highly positive reviews in the press. Critics distinguished the actors and the film's craftsmanship for praise through occasional criticism centered around the film's approach to subject matter, fragmented storytelling, and characterization. It earned $173 million in the box, in the, in box office revenue nationwide, Anderson's highest grossing feature to date. The film was nominated for nine awards at the 97th, 87th Academy Awards, including Best Picture, winning four, and received numerous other accolades. It has since been considered to be one of Anderson's best films and one of the great greatest films of the 2010s and of the 21st century. My God. Um, that was a lot. <sighs> uh, cinematography, of course, done by Robert Yeoman, edited by Barney Pill Pilling. This music is done by Alexandre Desplat and uh, sits at an hour and 40 minutes. And on a budget of $25 million, it made $173 million at the box office. For those of you who say that, oh, Wes Anderson is just a, you know, just a small name. Like, who, he, what is he like? Look at that number right there. Look at that number right there. And tell me that isn't and that, like, a, like a pretty big deal. Really fucking big deal. But um, Brad, what are your initial thoughts on the Grand Budapest Hotel? Um, it's my favorite Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> that should be. I mean, if you go back and you listen to our commentary, we'll say the same damn thing we said there. Um, the look of this film is brilliant. It's elegant. It's lively and lovely. It's framed well. It's shot well. The cinematography is perfect. Um, the transitions, the music, everything works together in this film. Wes Anderson has created something spectacular and something everyone should see and love. Dude, um, this has to be my second favorite score from uh, from this plot, right so behind uh, the Shape of Water. But that's you know that that's a little bit of bias on my end, you know that. But... Little Guillermo bias. You know, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. okay. It's Guillermo. We get it. But. Dude, the Grand Budapest Hotel is amazing, y'all. It's like on the second watch of this. Actually, I think it's the third. I'm not sure anymore. But on a rewatch of this, my God, man, <coughs> this movie just keeps you locked in the whole time. The this is Wes, like like Wes Anderson, truly like this is the epitome 
of what Wes Anderson has been wanting to make for so long. Like you can tell bits and pieces from everything that led up to this. It's his, is his production design, the way he plays with aspect ratios, the way he writes, the way that what's it called? The, the music is incorporated into the film. Everything is kind of blended in to kind of make that definitive Wes Anderson film. I mean, you have uh, just the shots in general. Sometimes you're wondering how the hell did he get this? Because you'll have it at one end and then the camera shifts to an under view and you see the ceiling and then it'll go to a wide view and it's amazing some of these shots he gets and it's like how many takes did all this have to go through and my favorite shot is of course that you know the one of Cersei <coughs> running and then like in the back is like everything's kind of turning and stuff and mm -hmm. you're just like how bro how yeah ow but my god man I mean I, I think everybody does an amazing job in this movie. T Tony Revolori is so freaking hilarious, man. Um, I love the, the 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 shootout at the end in the hotel with with um what well, that was Adrian Brody, yeah, with Adrian Brody it was kind of really funny, man. Um, but Wes I mean, Anderson just like he does a great job in this by mixing humor, mixing like his insight into like the story and everything, man. I mean, and his cast is always this cast is probably. The who's who, Bill Murray, Willem Dafoe, Tilda Swinton, Edward Norton, Jeff Goldblum, Harvey Keitel, Lacey Dow. Like it goes, Owen Wilson's even in here. It goes on yeah. and on and on. And it's just crazy. Lacey Do, bro. Yeah. I, I mean, for the for the small amount she was in there. Yeah. Um, but uh Defoe, <laughs> fucking Defoe is funny as shit in this. Yep. And it's like he's a psychopath. And we're like, yeah, that's Defoe's. Like, that's what he plays all the time. <laughs> I just, I need Defoe to work with Wes Anderson more because, like, <coughs> I love him in 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 the Life Aquatic, mm -hmm. like as Hans. <laughs> he's great in this. And in this, he's just fucking hilarious, bro. Um, but man, I, like I said, dude, this is just it's Wes Anderson at his best, man. I, I, I I've I've seen mostly everything now. I think we're gonna have. One more to go next week. And then, of course, when Asteroid City releases, we'll be able to watch that. I think I'm going to be able to watch that because it's going to be releasing here. But uh, this is the best he does, man. And that's and that's like, you know, I love Live Aquatic. Mm -hmm. Fantastic Mr. Fox. And all those other films. But this really is like definitively like his most cohesive work. His most, what's it called, um his like most visually entertaining and, and, and interesting film he's made. And just, it really feels like it was like him finally, like really like letting himself completely control this, this vision of his and him finally putting that vision on screen. And then the, um, the acting between uh, Ralph Fiennes and Tony Revolori. I mean, like it's kind of like a buddy comedy in a way yep. between those two, which makes it even greater. But uh, you're right, Roll this, um, like I like most of Wes Anderson's film. There's some I like a little less than others, but this one, this one is above and beyond all of them. It yeah. just, it, 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 it's, it's, it's probably in my top ten, if not twenty films. It's just that perfect. Yeah, um, and just like the, the Brad, did your did your version um have the whole like um set your monitor to sixteen by nine? No. No, okay, because mine did. Because I ran, yeah. I rented this on uh, Amazon and it just it played. Plays it, okay. Yeah. Well, just it's just like the way 
sometimes the way that that Wes Anderson plays with with aspect ratios can be a little you know distracting at times throughout his other films but in this one it like it felt natural it's like oh I'm just watching it go and he he offers a lot of really interesting insight as well into like all these other themes that are like not uh, as big as the other ones like you know the fascism was like really prevailing here and you're like oh wow like there's a lot that's like going on here and of course like he's basing it in you know what's it called um in Eastern Europe, of course, mm-hmm. he's discussing a little bit of what, like, you know, uh, Soviet Russia did at the time. And it was just, it was really, really interesting to see kind of Wes Anderson tackle, like, all these different themes, but be able to cohesively, you know, m- merge it into, like, a really good, what's uh, called, story. And I don't think we can uh, leave the topic of editing. The oh, editing yeah. in this is crazy good. Yeah. It yeah. Just, just the shots themselves, they work. And the, it, I mean, overall, um, I didn't find one kind of issue with the editing. No, it, well, it's what what makes this what's it called film kind of breeze by so well because it's like it's an hour and forty minutes, man, and it's like it feels pretty much as as what I would think an hour and yeah. forty minute film would feel like. I mean, but again, with the visuals and with a very compelling story, it's a very good story. Um. Yeah, yeah it, it makes it fly by real quick. Yeah. Of course, what's it called? Um, you know, you got to just make sure you, what's it called? Uh, don't get shot by Adrian Brody while you're holding different cakes. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But I I, I mean, Ralph Fiennes being, um, you know, uh, he, he's like in the old blonde women. Yeah. What'd they say? 84? I'm like. Oh my god. And I loved it at the end, like the way that what's it called? Like, oh, like the soldiers, what's it called? Um that that Gustav kind of like what's it called? Um sacrifices himself so Zero can what's it called? Uh be the one that lives and inherits the fortune. And you know, it's it still ends like there's a lot of like really like sad stuff going on in this film, but it oh, ends on yeah. a really good note. Then with Agatha and their mm-hmm. one year old dying of, of disease. Yeah. And yeah it really hits at the end of this movie of this this old guy has this hotel because he just wants to keep the good memories he had but from before yeah even though the memories were during a time of fascism yeah but dude like i said it's easily wes anderson's greatest film um and I, I i don't know if what's it called his work will ever get as good as this but i'm open to hopefully being proved wrong but Man, his his films just are. This film is just it's it's near perfect to me. It's such an amazing film. Uh, my final verdict would have to be a nine and a half out of ten, Brad. And um, after seeing this, I think this is the second time. Second the first time, time yeah. was a commentary for me. It hasn't changed for me. I think it's a ten out of ten. Ten, yeah. On my commentary, I had it at a nine. Yeah. Um, and after watching this, I was like, dude, this is so this, near perfect. It's so fucking good. This is so fucking good, man. Like. I, I honestly like I could rewatch this, you know, tomorrow and be okay with it because like it's that good, y'all. And like I'm I'm gonna hopefully be able to pick it up on uh, on Criterion on next month for the sale because that's just I wanna see how it looks like on that um uh, on that transfer that they have for it. But yeah, I mean that man this man this movie is just incredible. And yeah, that concludes our review of the Grand Budapest Hotel. Of course, if you would like to keep up to date with us, you can follow us at thenerdcore.com on our website. Twitter is our nerd, the nerdcore.com. No, it's not. It's the nerdcore underscore. Sorry. 
And Instagram is the Nerdcore. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash the Nerdcore. To get this episode live and early before anybody else gets to watch it or hear it, you have to be on the Patreon at the $1 tier and above. Literally just a dollar. That's all you need to do to get an early access. We don't even make money off of y'all at that point if you're paying a dollar. But we managed, we've decided to give y'all something. But of course, our Discord link is in the description if you want to talk to us about Wes Anderson's movies on there. So check it out. And of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, please leave a like and subscribe to this channel. Click that notification bell so you don't miss a single piece of content that drops on the channel. Make sure you're also leaving a five star review on the audio feed on the apps that would allow you to do that, which are like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and such and so forth. So check that out, y'all. Please do that. It would really help us out a lot. Thank you to our Patreon supporters and our producers. Where can they find our producer, Shane Brad? You can follow our friend Shane at twitch.tv slash XSRK or on Twitter at thrifted.il or go buy something from the seppy guy at prisoncityvintage.com and go check out his new store. Damn straight. Joylet, Illinois, y'all. You can reach out to him so you can get the actual uh, address. But we will be uh, continuing on with Wes Anderson Month next week as we conclude it for the public with the Royal Tenenbaums. And then it'll be officially over for those on the $5 tier and above as we review Rushmore for the Minipod. So if you want to get access to that, of course, like I said, patreon.com slash nerdcore. We got a lot of cool exclusives coming over this week as well. We have our Benedetta uh, commentary which are going to be available for $5 tiers and above for our Pride Month commentary this, this month. This is going to be fantastic. I cannot wait for you all to watch, to watch this. Chosen's going to be on that one, right? I hope so. I really hope so because this is just going to be great, Brad. But uh, we've got that. And, of course, this Friday, we will have a review of Secret Invasion for the live show. And on Sunday, we'll have our review of Oh, wait, not Sunday. We'll have to do it again on Monday because we have mm-hmm. Sunday we have the Forbidden Door watch along. But on Monday, we'll next Monday, we'll be doing Idol episode four. <coughs> but, uh, yeah. Other than that, y'all, we thank you all so much for joining us and thank you all for being the incredible people that you are. And, of course, like I said, Patreon for all of those wonderful exclusives and early access. We'll be back for you all on this show on Thursday for our review of Tangerine as we continue to celebrate Pride Month here on the Nerdcore podcast. But in the meantime... It's been a pleasure, y'all. Brad, send him the hell out of here. All right, Rob. Thank you, host, as always. Thank you to all our, uh, those who join us in the chat in the future. Thank you to all the listeners out there, all the Patreon supporters. We appreciate each and every one of you. And um, to end this episode, always check your cakes. Young Yoda out. Always check your cakes. Don't hit into shootouts. <laughs>